It's seven o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? This is where the party ends. I can't stand here listening to you and your racist play. I know politics bores you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist play. It was the loveliest party that I've ever attended. If anything was broken, I'm sure it could be mended. That he's saying This is where the party ends I just stand here wondering how you Can stand by your racist friend I know politics bores you But I feel like a hypocrite Talking to you And your racist friend That's good. That makes me happy. <laughs> I'll always be afraid after that one <laughs> techno fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's the, just uh, everything was against us on that one. I'm sure of it. it was yeah. Just, yeah. Bad feng shui and everything. The Skype gremlins uh, entered Legion. <laughs> every, every, everyone got the disease. It was the sickness in which we were down. Bobby, will you give it to me? Two, three, four. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this yes. I think that is the correct sound effects. <laughs> oh well, thanks for pulling double duty. It sounds like you just recorded a show, yeah. Yeah, I literally just uh, recorded one of my Master Month episodes with Bo. Is that January? That's or January. February? That's yeah, January? that's January. Yeah, January's Master Month. Okay, these will come out 
close together then. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. should be coming out in January. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've got, yeah, obviously this one today, or oh, these two today, then on 27th, we're doing OCD, and I'm doing Wishmaster with Boz, and then I think the 29th, I'm doing Dream Master with Court. Trying to get all of January locked in, so then all I've got to do is just sit and edit for a couple of days and just get it done, scheduled, so I can actually get ahead. Nice, and we're doing one in, in Master Month, but for yeah. later. Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing uh, Fight February. Fight in February. Which is going to be, yes, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Love I can't it. wait to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Yes, unlike watching Romper Stomper that just made me sad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm really glad you suggested this movie because before you brought it up to me months ago, I had still never seen it. Really? Yeah, I wow. I was aware of it, but I, and I have no idea if it's the you know USAU. We we watched American History X a lot. Yes, yes. Uh, there, there there is an alignment, but and you're probably right. It's it's that separation. Um, you know, you well, the US didn't really have an Asian um, refugee problem. No, no. I so, think I think we scared them away with the prison camps in uh, <laughs> in the forties. Yeah, and they were your own citizens. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, the shit that we did to people that weren't citizens yeah well i mean like i said and i know we're sort of getting up on a tangent but listening to uh george takai talk about it that's oh, amazing yeah. stuff yeah. really really amazing stuff i i hope the allegations against him turn out to not be true i want yeah. every, every victim to be heard but hopefully it's almost reached a point now where it's it's open to abuse um you know the, look don't get me wrong i fully agree every victim should be heard and there is no justification for that type of behaviour. Um, humans being what they are, there there is a section of the of the, the community that will attempt to abuse it. Like uh, for perfect example, uh, during there was a contentious election in Alabama where there was a relatively conservative Democrat versus an accused pedophile, and uh, yeah, I, I saw the stuff on your blog. And he he narrow the non likely pedophile uh, narrowly won. Well, Jesse, I guess we gotta find some other way to spend our evenings. Hmm. But before the election, somebody that worked for for uh, one of those uh, I think it's called Project Veritas. It's the people that make fake Planned Parenthood as selling your baby parts. Yeah, and yeah. Anti-abortion stuff. Yeah. They had somebody with the Washington Post, which you may have been aware of. They had mm. a woman try to plant a fake story to discredit the other women. Yeah. No, it's just like, and this is this is where it gets just ridiculous. Um, it, I mean, look, humans, humans is a group of pricks. They really are. <laughs> also talking about another contentious, excuse me. You, you, you gotta cut. You either gotta buy better dope or cut down on the cigarettes, mate. <laughs> it's the first one. I, I cut out. <laughs> I cut out the cigarettes years ago. Uh, there's a problem with laughing while inhaling that I, I yes come, I come yes. across. Uh, but yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> fair point. I need to <laughs> use my mute button also. Um, so yeah, this is probably the first new episode of the new year of the Psycho Semanticast. Mm. And I brought a heavy hitter with me 
none other than the th rightful heir to the Iron Throne, protector of the Seven Kingdoms, the mother of dragons, the Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt, the Breaker of Chains. The Witch. How are you, mate? And it is a genuine pleasure to be here, as always. I, I love talking politics and uh, strange movies with you. I'm so glad you do, because we had an amazing time, I think, uh, talking rollerball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and look, this is really timely, actually, because... Um, the TV series adaptation of the movie we're going to talk about has just been released. Do you, do you know who released it? Is it on a streaming um, platform or is it so on cable? It's on, no, it's on um, a local streaming platform called Stan. Okay. Soon to be seen in a pirate bay near you or uh, yes. somebody somebody will pick it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever, Wherever you, you acquire um, your entertainment for educational purposes only, um, on the internet, it will be there because it will be very, very. I think it's a six-parter, but it looks very, very cool. I'm looking forward to um, Slaughterhouse Five. Just got approved. Yes. yes. So there's good TV. Love a bit of TV. Gonna but that's not what we're here to talk TV. about today. No, we are here to talk many, many different tangents of gibberish, <laughs> loosely. Loosely anchored on 1992 Australian drama, Jeffrey writes, is it Jeffrey or Joffrey, do you know? It'll be Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Written and directed by Jeffrey Wright, starring Russell Crowe, Daniel Pollock, Jacqueline McKenzie, a couple other people, 1992's No, no one else. Nobody else? Uh, nobody else of any great night. I'm not sure if how we want to go about talking about this movie. It's got a lot, but it's also very simple. It's a very simple story. Yeah, it is. It's a very straightforward story. And it's probably, I'm just trying to think, it's probably worth probably telling the story about how we arrived at talking about Romper Stomper. Yes. Uh, would, would you care to do that, sir? I would love to, and because that will help lead into the understanding of what this movie is about. So for, for those of you at home that maybe not have seen my my beautiful visage on the internets. I am a, well, relative size human um, with a shaved head. And uh, I have a, I like, you know, your, your flight jacket and your, your tight black jeans and, uh, and, and uh, of course, Doc Martens. So there are, of course, cause you know, that's the shoe of the people. Um, the bouncing souls got their name from them. Fuck. There you go. There you go. Um, but, that means that there are humans, other humans, that will uh, automatically look at me and go, I'm a neo-Nazi. So <laughs> I, was, I was, I don't understand. I was in the supermarket with my 13-year-old daughter, who is, um, you know, obviously, you know, young and impressionable and um, blonde and blue-eyed. And uh, I was walking through with her doing buying groceries for my family, as, as is my want. And I accidentally uh, bumped into somebody. And I turned around to apologize and they stared at me, walked past and called me a fucking Nazi. And I'm <laughs> um, there going, you what? Um, because that couldn't be any further from the truth if you tried. And my daughter just looked at me and she sort of looked at me. She looked at this person and she just said, people are dicks, <laughs> uh, which, which shows that she's a, she's an intelligent young lady, but it, it, um, it really brought home to me the fact that, you know, the the whole alt-right and neo-Nazi thing is really very much 
on people's minds at the moment and it doesn't matter where it is in the world, this um, highly aggressive nationalist movement um, is quite scary and but it's also very prone to um, labels and that was what got me. You know, I was automatically labelled <laughs> <laughs> as a Nazi because I had a shaved head uh a flight jacket and, you know, Doc Martens, which is just, just crazy. And then listen, I, you and I were talking about it and you said, we should watch Romper Stopper. And I said, hell yes. <laughs> and if anybody has seen Romper Stopper, they would know that Nazis do not apologize and they no. do not grocery shop. No, <laughs> no, they don't grocery, they, they don't go on family outings. Yeah. They All just right, drink yes. lots of milk. Uh, that, that hasn't changed. Oh, yeah, the, well, because milk's white, yes. <laughs> so it's okay to drink it. Um, you know, regardless of the fact that I, I live in probably um, one of the the more multicultural areas uh, in Melbourne, and Melbourne uh, as a city is probably, um, I think it is the most multicultural in the country. Like we have the second largest Greek community, uh, the third largest Chinese community. Like, and this is in the world, um, you know, we have refugees from all over the world and essentially the whole country was built on refugees as it was. So, it, again, it, it still astounds me that, uh, you know, someone could just automatically look at me and go, uh, fucking Nazi. But anyway. Yeah. They but, must have thought they were in America. Well, they just thought they were just, yeah, sounding off because, well, you could. And the, the worst thing was this was actually an Anglo-Saxon male. I mean, not that that makes it right, but it's just sort of like, well, mate, you know, if if I if I'd done it to someone who was, you know, Indian or Israeli or you know anything else like that, maybe <laughs> I could I, I could have you know I could have got it, but this was just a you know a white Anglo-Saxon male, and that was the best piece of abuse that he could think of. It's very strange. Yeah, a notoriously under-oppressed people, the Anglo-Saxon oh, males. Yes, the, the, the white middle-aged Anglo-Saxon male. <laughs> yes, the the most privileged group in today's community. <laughs> the silent majority. Yeah, so it, it's so hard. It really is so hard. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, All right, so romper stomper. Fuck yeah! So this was this was it's set in Melbourne, or yes. right? Was it shot there? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, it was shot um, predominantly in in Footscray, which is where it's actually set. Uh, there's a couple of couple of places where it was slightly different. The the train station um, that they said was Footscray was actually Richmond, which is in a city, but it was shot all shot here, um, and then uh, the stuff down on the coast was just shot, you know, just uh, further down on the coast near Geelong. Uh, but it was all shot here in Melbourne. Uh, so what we just kind of open with, I mean, this is a pretty movie. I, I want to, it, it was, I really like the cinematography in this. Mm. Yeah. Visually it, it's, it's quite stunning. And the, you know, there's a lot to be, a lot to be said for the way it's shot. Um, almost to the point that you, you almost have sympathy for the skinheads and not that I'm saying you should, no, but no, no, there's, no. I, I, there, I there's see a, what you're saying. Yeah. You know they they see themselves, and to a to a degree, they're even portrayed as as an oppressed minority, despite the fact that they're complete animals. Um, you know, the it, it's shot, it's dark, it's dingy. Their lives are you know pathetic at best. Uh, I think somebody points that out later on in the film. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that is one thing. It was like, except for all the horrible racist Nazi shit they did, it's like me hmm. and my friends. 
see and <laughs> that, that, that's part of the problem because like it, look, even the music like the the score is um i actually really like the score for it and and the soundtrack but it's really good until you stop and listen to some of the some of the words and you go oh this is terrible like it's massively racist some of some of the punk tracks but um yeah you're right it, it, until you get to the the beatings and the neo-nazi crap it's yeah it's you and your mates it's just having you know you, you're hanging out you're, you're all close you're looking at it for each other you know you've goofing off you're, trying to get drinks from the grown-ups yeah yeah that's right you know it, trying to just you know get by and and not be part of not, not be part of society and tied to the man um you know, and the whole stuff about uh, Flea, you know, he, he joins the Navy and all that sort of stuff, you know, he he he's seen as, you know, almost a, a traitor for, <laughs> for joining. got a job. Yeah, yeah, got a job. He's going to shoot. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. What was he, a, a tool of the machine? I think it's what Hando calls him. Yeah, cannon um, fodder. Yeah, cannon fodder for the machine. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this group could almost be, you know, any group of, you know, skinheads or disenfranchised youth to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, God, I'm already forgetting his name. The writer, Jeffrey. Uh, yes, Jeffrey. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Wright. I was curious about his past because I've only seen two of his movies. Yeah. Uh, this and Cherry Falls. Okay. But he seems like he has a little bit or had a little bit of a pulse on the uh, youth. A little bit. You know, it's, well, it's kind of hard look, to fake youth. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of this is – it was inspired by um, the crimes of Dane Sweetman, who was um, a neo-Nazi uh, skinhead in Melbourne that was arrested for, you know, murders and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and it's it sort of – you you when you look at the stuff that, that Sweetman did, um, he was uh, – a fucking animal. There's no two ways about it. He was an absolute lunatic, and I think they they took a lot of that stuff out. But yeah, you could tell that that Wright got a feel for who this group was. You know, the fact that they were you know disenfranchised, living on the edge, um, and they legitimately feel like they are being uh, essentially you know pushed out of their land, you know, t- taken out of their homes, uh, and you know uh, are being systematically destroyed now their response to it is not sensible um and not constructive but you know the the feeling you get from it and there look there are still people that live like this today let's not you know let's not hide it you know sweet's portrayal of this is uh, sorry Wright's portrayal of this is really good yeah and you really really see the rage in hondo yeah that, uh, that hand no, so it's hando hando okay Right, so something that Australians do as uh, to a man is add O on the end of most things. Hando, Ambo, Servo, Bottolo. Okay. <laughs> Davo. <laughs> so his name basically is like Fist or something like that, or yeah, well, he's yeah. Well, it's essentially it, it's probably Hand something like Handley or something stupid like that, uh, and it becomes okay. and it becomes Hando, Hando, Davo, Damo. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, because you know you had to put Hando in the ambo because he got aggro at the bottle. <laughs> oh, and he gets a wild blando later. That's right, wild blando. Uh, 
but yeah so that's yeah so it's yeah i look without knowing because he's only in the in the imdb he's really only recorded as hando so who knows what his actual name was so yeah hando is the alex of this uh neo-nazi drew group yes and a similar beating scene to open up the movie Mm. um I don't know if uh, that quick switch to the POV of the kids riding on the skateboard was just a cool shot or to set you up in the opposition to the neo-Nazis right away or what? Well, I, I think you'd have to. I mean, it's it's very, very similar um, to to the, the, the scene in uh, Clockwork Orange where they beat up the bum. And there's, you know, there's a whole lot of POV shots in that as well. Mm. So I think... I think the idea is that, you know, it, it is to set you up to say that yeah, you are in opposition to this, this group, regardless of, you know, Before who they anything are and what happens. they're doing. Yeah, you, you know that they are not good humans. And it escalates quickly, I would say. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, it's, it is very, oh, it's such a fucking bully. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. instead of why are you hitting yourself, it's like, why'd you run into me? Hmm. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Well, why? Why are you here? Why are you in? And that's the first thing. What are you doing? Why are you here? Why? Why are you in my space? Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's automatically, you're just thinking, no, you're a bunch of pricks. <laughs> and yeah, you are animals. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but this could be asked now because this is the first beating in the movie. I feel yeah. like in at least one, uh, the the one at the bar and some other scenes. Are there real animal sounds mixed into the guttural yells in in the in the brawls, or was I making that yeah. up? It, it's really hard to tell, but it's quite possible. I mean, I I listened to it with I had my headphones on when I listened to it, and it's really hard to tell because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of screaming, and let's be honest, you know, uh, most people aren't at their most articulate. In in the middle <laughs> middle of a fight where they're potentially fighting for their lives. Yeah, there's no soliloquies delivered. No, 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 no. There's no. Oh my good fellow, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> Stand still while I beat you with a stick. Verily. Yes. No, there's there's none of that. So there's a lot of screen. I mean the um, Magoo's girlfriend. The the wail that she lets out oh. at the end of that scene is just. It's heartbreaking. After all the abuse. What's happening? What are you doing here? Hey, what are you bloody will do with your tall woman? And yet, that's what I mean. You know, she she's essentially you know a a battered spouse, if you will. I mean, and yeah, just that complete heartbreaking wail that you know he's dead. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, and she's she's just shattered. And they didn't they didn't hold back. They didn't hold back on the on the blood and guts. They didn't go overboard with it. Like it wasn't a full on splatterfest, but you really got the feel that you know this this was a fight for your life. You know, and the 
the Vietnamese guys were literally just exacting justice, and there was just so much rage there. A wave, a mm. wave of redemption. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's exactly it. It's it's, it's just that, you know, this all encompassing. Yeah, and waves probably, you know, it's just a, a, a wave of just retribution just straight through. And, you know, at, at this time, well, the time that this was shot in, um, we'd just gone through uh, changes in, in immigration policy and a whole lot of other stuff. And there were, like, a large number of um, Cambodian and Vietnamese refugees um, coming into the country, like like a lot, um, literally thousands of them, and you know they were, you know, the Cambodians were obviously you know fighting oppression, well, escaping oppression and everything else, and they were being you know housed wherever they could be housed, and then there were legitimate refugees that were coming across, and there were the western suburbs, which is where Footscray is, um, a lot of them were just put in there because it was the cheapest place to house them. Um, and the ones that came across as legitimate, uh, you know, refugees or even, you know, migrants, um, they, you know, they came across and they, they did what all migrants do. They, they wanted to set up their community. They wanted to establish themselves. Um, but they were in direct competition to a low socioeconomic group that, you know, just saw it as essentially an invasion. That's pretty universal among uh, hate groups worldwide. I feel like is mm, they... yeah. Well, that, that's exactly it. You know, despite the fact that, like I said, these were family groups and everything else that were coming in to, you know, escape who knows what. You know, death, destruction. I mean, I I was in high school in the mid eighties, uh, and I remember um, where I went to school was predominantly a, a Greek and Italian area. And um, there was a large influx of, of Cambodians, and you know they were they were housed in the area, and um, you know they were coming across to, to escape oppression. And you know, I know one of the guys I was in class with, uh, two of his brothers had died on the journey across, you know, on the boat and everything else like that. And you know, there was there was so much going on, and these people just wanted a better life. And, and you you turn around, they get here, and you've got just nationalists just going, no, it's not right. It's And clinging on to the only, I suppose, the only nationalist dogma that they could find, which is, you know, neo-Nazism, which is insane. And it's interesting because out of this group, Hando's the only one that seems even vaguely educated. Yeah, everybody else just kind of seems to be giggling, just giggling along and, uh, you know, followers or whatever. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they just, yeah, they needed someone to to get him in order and handos it. But he seems, and, you know, uh, I could be reading it a little bit into it, but he seems relatively well-educated and not, you know, highly educated because I think you, you'd have a change in ideals once you have a better understanding of the world. But, right. um, yeah, to the point where at least he he read a book. <laughs> um, yeah, he does but, He know, does at least one book report in the movie, sort of. That, that's Well, that's, he does, does his book report on, uh, on Mein Kampf. Um, which is not for everybody, um, but the rest of them are, you know, very typical of, of that western suburbs, lower socioeconomic. You know, Bubs has had no education whatsoever. You can tell yeah. he's just a kid that's grown up around this stuff, so this is all he knows. Yeah, him and uh, yeah, Flea. Flea tries to get out. Yeah, basically, mostly does. That was yeah. a very, very half-hearted uh, Nazi salute. As he exits, mm. vomit covered after the, 
the party. After the party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the fact that, yeah, he was covered. He's still in his uniform and there's just vomit all the way down the front. I was going, yeah, that's classy. And I mean, uh, they'd driven from Canberra, which is the nation's capital, um, <laughs> which is probably, it's a good probably oh, 12 hours. It's a fair drive. So that's why Magoo just said I, I couldn't stop driving or something like that. To- yeah. Yeah. We just started driving and kept going. So, yeah, I mean, literally, like you said, if you drive, like, straight south from Canberra, you hit Melbourne because if you keep driving, you end up in the water. <laughs> At that place that looks like the end of Point Break. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> Yes. Uh, and hang on, the end of Point Break, is that supposed to be Bells? I think it is Bells, yeah. Yeah, there's supposed to be Bells Beach, and it's not. I can tell you for free, that ain't fucking Bells Beach. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah. Anyway, that that's the whole different thing. Point Break. What a terrible, terrible movie. Um, <laughs> I forgot you didn't like that movie. I, it's not that I didn't like it. And look, there, there's parts of it that I really enjoy, but the whole Bell's Beach thing just just fucks me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really, you know, you you could have actually shot it at Bell's, you know, during during peak surfing, where the, actually the surf is fucking great. Uh, but no, you just chose to f- find some random, uh, I don't know where place it is and just shoot uh, and just have clips of big waves. <laughs> Ruined it. Sometimes the, sometimes the last bite ruins the meal. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little <laughs> bit that makes you want to have a bit of a vom. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that was, that was, that was a weird diatribe, but that's what this show's all about. It's just going it, off. Exactly. Speaking of weird, weird things, do you know who Ben Mendelsohn is? Uh, sounds familiar, but I'll have to say no. So he was in the, not the, well, I don't know he was in the last Star Wars movie. He was in the Star Wars movie before, um, playing one of the one of the generals for, for the Empire. Then um, I've seen him. Just, you've seen him. He, he, he wears, like, all white, and I, I think he has a, a standoff with... Um, the female lead whose name escapes me at this point in time. Uh, um, the girl that plays Ray or the character Ray. Yeah. Yeah. The character Ray. So you, you will have seen him and you go, Oh, it's that dude. <laughs> um, so originally Ben Mendelsohn was supposed to be Hando. Oh, really? Yes. Um, uh, but once his head was shaved, uh, right went, yeah, no, <laughs> you're, not, you're not really scary enough to to be to be hando you look like a, a disease patient instead of yeah that's right you, you look like a cancer patient and uh you're a bit sad because because <laughs> ben's always sad i think that's his primary acting style it's just sad <laughs> it's, just, it's not real happy but so that's that's actually literally how how crow got the role because he, he shaved his head and sort of you know rustied into it and uh he went yeah but uh, the thing is i couldn't think of anybody else now who who i could see as being hando well you probably know a lot more australian actors wait he's new zealand person right? he, he is a kiwi so look look we, okay. we love rusty when he's good but when he's been a bit of a dick he's a kiwi so okay. it, it, it's the it's the mel gibson system of, uh, <laughs> of acquisition on the mel gibson scale yeah, so he's fairly low on the Gibson scale, but Rusty has done some dumb shit. Uh, we go, no, he's a New Zealander. When he's when he's really good, he's an Aussie. It's been a while since I've really gone through his uh, back catalogue, but this could be my favorite Russell Crowe movie. It's really early in his career, um, and it was 
in terms of like serious acting and like a serious, you know, full on dramatic part, this was probably the one that really launched him. Um, he, for me, like there's this, and then there's probably Gladiator, and that's about it. Although, on a, on a very personal level, um, Virtuosity Rusty is kind of awesome too. I, I uh, was I was gonna ask because uh, you 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 recently I recently covered Virtuosity, yes, yes, and you know what? I recently watched a little bit of it because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, I it's not like, good. No, no. I feel like I thought it was impressive when I was fifteen. Mm, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. it was like, oh my god, look at those graphics. But then, yeah, it's like, oh, that's the yeah. guy that did Lawnmower Man. Yeah, that's exactly it. It, it hasn't aged well, and I mean, I think Virtuosity was his first real step into Hollywood. Um, <laughs> Romper Stomper got him. <laughs> Virtuosity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a weird line. I mean, you know, he doesn't even get billing um, on any of the any of the posters or anything else. Uh, it, it's it, it's all. Um, uh, oh, geez, what's his name? Oh, gosh darn it! Please, please insert the correct name here <laughs> um, of of the lead actor. And uh, but yeah, Crow doesn't even get you know doesn't even get billing uh, oh, for for virtuosity. Are you, oh, for virtuosity, what uh, Denzel Washington? Thank you, it's Denzel. Yeah, sorry, apologies to Denzel Washington fans. I just had a small blank on who his name was, despite the fact <laughs> of only watching the movie just the other week. He would probably uh, prefer that you forget that he was in that film. Yeah, I, I think I think everybody involved in that film uh, probably just wants to walk away from it. But you know. <laughs> For for Australians, it was just like, oh my god, it's Rusty! You know, he, he's in a big Hollywood film, and he kept his accent, which was, again, even better. Although there's a little bit of an American accent in there, but you know, getting getting back to <laughs> Romper Stomper, um, this was really his his breakout dramatic role, and he, you can see, he just ran with it. And the interesting thing is the the new TV series that's, that'll be out, let's say, literally as this show comes out, um, is actually set. I think 25 years after the events that took place in the movie. Um, and it's, it's actually turned towards a uh, more of an anti-Islamic type nationalist view. So I'm, I'm actually interested to see how they do that. There's a reason why we're talking about this movie is mm. stuff, stuff like this is pretty timeless well, it, it, in a sad way. <laughs> It, it, it is, you know what, hate crimes don't go away. Um, there's always a portion of the community that, you know, just f- don't get it and, and, you know, don't don't want to integrate, don't want to share, don't want to, um, I suppose, embrace other humans. And, and I actually think that works on both sides. So anytime there's a closed-off community, um, I think that's a problem. And, and, you know, that works regardless of their origin um living in the bubble uh, yeah living in you know when when you when you emigrate or escape or anything else like that and you literally pick up your entire lifestyle environment and everything else and all you do is transplant it somewhere new um and shut yourself off from your new environment you're doing yourself a disservice you're doing your people a disservice um and if anything you've pretty much just picked up the problem and brought it with you Integration is a good idea. Long story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, long story short, integration. And that you know what? At the end of the day, we're all just humans, right? You know, 
we we learn something from from diversity. If if we didn't have cultural and biological diversity, we'd all end up looking like the British royal family. And I yeah. don't think any of us want that. <laughs> no, no. Although the prince's fiance is pretty sexy, I have to say. Oh, she's she's hot as mate. Um, and I can say that safely. I've watched Suits with my wife and said, she's hot as my wife. Went, yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think many wives would agree. Yeah. But see, again, there's only in recent history for 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 the British royal family, um, you know, it was unusual for them to marry outside of direct royal lineage. Oh, yeah, you got to keep that. Keep diluting that blood keep to keep it pure. See, the thing is, Harry, there's some wizards, like the Malfoy family, who think they're better than everyone else because they're what people call pure blood. That's horrible. That's right. You know, you've, you've just got to keep shaving back chins and increasing <laughs> overbites. That's the way to do it. Um, Eventually, and- the can opener people will take over the world. <laughs> But you know, there's there's that level, and even then, you know, that's that's a certain brand of nationalism. You, you see know, it among you, classes you, too. Yeah. Oh God, yes. God, yes. You know, I I know that I've thrown out low social economic a few times, um, but I'm not doing it as as, as being classes because you know I, I'm upper lower middle class. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I am. I just know that I got a roof over my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, classes. You know, don't marry outside of your class. Don't marry outside of your, you know, your education sphere. Don't marry. Well, don't don't breed. Don't associate. You can't operate like that anymore. Don't talk to the star-bellied sneeches. <laughs> Having said that, I do try to avoid interacting with anyone that has a Southern Cross tattoo. That's just a personal rule because you know. for, for those of you at home that don't know what that means, um, for, for Australians, the Southern Cross tattoo is essentially, it's the new swastika. Um, I'm going to say that. <laughs> there are people right now going, how dare you? But it's true. <laughs> it, it is 100% true. These are just racist, bogan motherfuckers. Um, and they've just gone, you know, I can't, I can't go out and get a swastika and keep my job. So I'll get a Southern cross tattoo. Mm. You are ruining it for everyone. (laughs) You know, anytime, anytime you, you feel the need to brand yourself to stand out, um, based on ideologically ideology, I think you're making a mistake. (laughs) Let's be honest, making a mistake. So can you explain something to me? I'll try. you, you're a man of the people and a, an educated man. Thank you. Explain to me. Explain to me the cultural significance between a skinhead and a sharpie. Uh, it's my understanding that sharpies, uh, sharps stand for skinheads against racial prejudice. Right. Um, the original skinhead culture was, um, you know, working class, more punk rock, mm. and then it sort of got hijacked by the neo Nazis. Mm. As a, I don't know, blending mechanism or just a, a faction of the, you know, workers' rights people became white rights people. Mm. There's a lot of animosity, obviously. I mean, mm. most people hate neo Nazis, except for neo Nazis, well, but like, especially yeah. all the non racist skinheads that I know. 
And I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say all, like there's a whole bunch of number. There's a lot of bands that we used to do shows with when we'd go to go down to Nashville with my band. Mm-hmm. And then a couple guys, and there's a guy in the group that's a anti-racist skinhead. Um, it's like you stole my culture and turned it into this horrible racist thing. Okay. Oh, it's just, I mean, listen, you, you've got more experience with it than me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you know, the, the fact that I, I'm a skinhead by choice, not by ideology. Uh, my, 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 my hair decided that it was going to leave me. And I said, well, if you're going to leave, you're going to go on my terms. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, look, having, having said that, I mean, I have, um, friends of mine who I've known for 20 plus years who, are uh, well, let's be honest, white middle-aged Anglo-Saxon and Anglo-Saxons in positions of power who are <laughs> who are some of the absolute worst racists I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, the only thing the only thing stopping them being identified is the fact that they've got a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. And they wear a suit. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> there's that's the Richard, Richard Spencer type over here. Yes. Yes, Ex- yes. Ex- expensive suits, sort of douchey haircut. Mm. Um you know, tries tries to come off as just an educated conversationalist. Mm. Uh, you know, blend in. Mm. Yeah, that, that's right. But you can't casually just sort of say kill them all um, yeah. because it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And it, it, it still astounds me, um, you know, that 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 element hasn't been exposed and and outrightly ridiculed <laughs> to, to say that you are they are no better than than skinheads. Yeah, you know, to a degree, at least the skinheads own it. You know, for for all all that's wrong with the the way they go about it, they're one hundred percent committed to it through yeah. lack of you know lack of education, lack of understanding. Whereas the white collar criminal element, if you will, um, you know, like I say, blend in, and it's just like now I'm in a position to do this, and I'll I'll go out of my way to to undermine everyone around me based on culture, class, race, whatever it is. It's just like at, at least the skinheads are upfront about it. I don't agree with it, but at least you know exactly where they're coming from. This would be like our Nazis in new forms. That way you can spot it, just like that. Just remember the Nazis live in uniform. You take off that uniform, ain't nobody going to know you's a Nazi. That don't sit well with us. I went to the uniform up late. I mean, we've got a, well, we've got a lot of people in our government presently and have for quite some time, but uh, very recently there's a guy, I can't remember if he's in the House of Representatives or the Senate. I think the House, because the House generally has a lot more really crazy people. That's where all the tea, part, <laughs> the, the tea party people are. Or the yeah. Open Tea Party. They've got the Freedom Caucus and all this mm. other weird shit. But there's a guy called Steve King, not to be mistaken with National Treasure Stephen King. Right. That is constantly tweeting out stuff about how it's bad to mix races. And, you know, just... And he's an elected, you know, he's... Elected an, official. Yeah, yeah. A highly ranked elected official. Uh, we uh, we have probably... We have one party that is, is like that. And they're openly ridiculed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having said that, you know, one of them has a seat in parliament. Um, 
she's from far north Queensland, which is about as redneck as you get in this country. Um, you know, it's uh, but you know the rest of the country just go you you are just lunatics. You know, you you can't talk about stopping immigration and uh, and segregation and all that, and like openly talking about it too. That's what gets me. Oh no, they should be segregated into their own areas. You fucking what? Yeah. This is <laughs> apartheid. You, you, what? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. Do you, do you understand like what you're actually saying? Um, you know, look, I'm the first to say that we we as a country in recent history haven't had a good um, a good history with um, refugees, right? We have um, refugees come into to various parts of the country that, you know, illegal refugees, not, you know, obviously anything else, but they're, you know, they're shipped to um, offshore detention centres and all that sort of stuff for processing. And it's we've not done it well. We've not looked after these people. We've not given them an opportunity um, to do anything. I'm sort of a believer that we either accept them and do everything we can to support them or simply turn them around, right? And just say, you know what, we're, the border's closed. If that's the choice, um, the border's either closed or it's open. You can't bring these people in and essentially put them in jail. That's just wrong. You know, there, there, there are families that have been in detention centres that are full of violence and horrendous things for literally for years. Uh, and that sort of stuff is, is wrong. But this is, this is where it gets political because it's not, you know, it's, it's not politically um, popular to just say, well, let everybody in. And, uh, and this is it. But this is even down to professional immigrants that come across, you know, with, you know, degrees and qualifications that are coming for business purposes. You know, it, it's actually quite hard to to get into the country um, and bring your whole family as a professional immigrant. So it, it's interesting, but, you know, there's still that redneck element that says, you know, um, they should be, you know, their boats should be sunk on site and, you know, they should be put on trial and everything else. It's like, oh, my God, these people are escaping, you know, death, destruction, open racial purification in some cases. Uh, this is for me i don't understand it i do not understand the mentality sorry that was a bit of a diatribe and i apologize for that no 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 you are welcome to do that i like like we've said that's what this that's what this is all about um (laughs) i I was reading a poem the other day and i'm gonna butcher it if i try to go any further than this beginning or early line that i'm probably gonna get wrong but i've I'll uh, put it in the Facebook group, Psycho Semanticast, and if I find like an audio version of it, maybe I'll put it somewhere in, in this. But it was uh, a woman who was born in a refugee camp, and then she grew up with Somali parents in the UK. But it, I think the poem is called Home, and I think it starts out with nobody leaves home unless the flames are at your back or yeah. something like that, you know, and it's it was a really rad poem. Anyway. Ramble, but ramble, I mean, that's ramble. the reality, right? No, no one says, you know what, I'm going to get on a boat with 30 or 50 other people where they're standing room only and set out to sea with a high chance that, you know, I and the rest of my family might die because they're having fun, right? They're doing it for a reason. Um, you know, what we should be looking at is the people that are making money from that because that ain't right. 
You have a whole planet sitting around making your power for you? That's slavery! It's society. They work for each other, Morty. They pay each other. They buy houses. They get married and make children that replace them when they get too old to make power. That just sounds like slavery with extra steps. Ooh la la. Someone's gonna get laid in college. Yeah. It's anyway, slavery that's... with a different name. Exactly. Getting back to Rumpa Stumpa. Um... <laughs> I like the bartender guy. Uh, uh, yeah. He just, he's like how I picture an Australian bartender. He's just like, this is my fucking place. Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem. If you've got a problem, that's your fucking problem. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, that's, he's like, he's as Aussie as that bloke. He's, he's a Australian, like, bit actor that's done everything television, movies, you name it. There's probably you could probably name any piece of uh, Australian television or anything else that's ran for any period of time. There's a good chance that he's in it. But that <laughs> attitude of oh, I don't fucking care, you know, this is this is my place. I'll do what I want. That's that's kind of typical of like, your average Aussie. Yeah, what ifs, you know? <laughs> fuck, they want to come and buy beer. They got money. I'm good. Right. You know. Yeah. Don't give a shit where your money comes from. <laughs> All money is the same color. Well, I don't know. Is yeah. all is all Australian money the same color? <laughs> no, it, it's all we we have we have like silly money like um I think like Canada you know Canada's got like we've got plastic money with see through bits and mm-hmm. holograms and colors and all that sort of stuff on it. <laughs> I, I I don't want to toot my own horn, but Australians actually invented that technology. No, toot toot that horn. There you go. That, that that's just a, a one of the minor facts that I that I have at my disposal. Uh, that yes, Australians did invent the polymer bill technology. So now we can have silly money. <laughs> <laughs> we like Mon- silly money. It's fun. <laughs> monopoly money. It well, yeah, it kind of is monopoly money, but it's flash monopoly money, mate. It's got yeah. like I said, it's got holograms and stuff on it. So it's kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, he that attitude is is kind of what the average Australian's like. Oh, we don't care. We really don't care where anyone comes from, or you know, what they're doing. Your money's your money's good if you're a, if you're a decent bloke or a decent person. Okay, <laughs> what <Yeah>. ifs? <laughs> don't be a dick, right? Yeah, <laughs> don't go. be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Uh, and that's kind of all you can ask. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, if you if you're gonna have a you know a, a weird party, invite me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm happy to celebrate pretty much anything you got, as long as there's you know there's free booze or there's something to eat. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I'm, I'm actually really lucky in the job that I do. I um, I actually have a really um, culturally diverse group of, of people that work for me and with me, so we get to celebrate like pretty much every uh, religious and, and festival holiday throughout the year so there's always like free food and like there's a party and it's just like yeah this is great so it's it's like having like christmas about five or six times a year <laughs> it's really really cool another um, thing you hateful neo-nazis that probably don't listen to the show anymore if you ever did but no. maybe maybe your friend will tell you uh another thing you're missing out on being a dick is parties yeah, that's right Party. You don't get to go to really cool parties and get lots of awesome food and, and, and like, just stop work. Stop work because it's Diwali. Okay. You know, <laughs> st- 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 stop work because it's Chinese New Year. Okay. Um, it's just like, yeah, let's go out drinking. Why? It's whatever it is. Not, I'm not, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's the end of Ramadan. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's the Boxing Day in Canada, not the one in the UK. We have, bo- we have Boxing Day here too. 
Are they, yeah, I feel Day. like there's at least different dates for Boxing yeah. Day. Am I... Well, when's Canadian Boxing Day? Boxing Day for us is the 26th of December. Okay, that's the other one. That's, that's also in the UK. And maybe I'm just making yeah. it up because I'm an American and I don't know about other countries. <laughs> <laughs> but see, and talking about Christmas and that sort of stuff, it still fascinates me that, you know, for, for Americans, you guys go will go like straight back to work after Christmas and the kids go back to school. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. yeah, it's weird. That's I've, I think I've made this joke before. It's a sad joke. That's why we call it vacation instead of holiday because right. a holiday implies that it's guaranteed and everybody gets one. Mm. Um. That is true. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, yeah. Cause I said like our kids are on summer break now. Oh, right. right. So yep. The other, they're off school for like, yeah, they're off school for like oh, six to eight weeks. Okay, yeah, so. I, I think because summer break here, or at least last when I was in uh, like high school, hmm. summer break was usually the beginning of June to the end of August or yeah. something like that. Yeah, sort of six to eight weeksy type thing. Yeah, yeah. So as a sort of like the well, early to mid no to. Early to mid December through to the end of January, and the kids go back sort of first week ish of um, of February. So you know they get well, they get time off pretty much during the hottest part of the year to go and you know beat kids and do <laughs> stuff. And in the middle of that, they have Christmas and New Year and everything else. That all works out well. Go ride giant spiders and that's exactly it. And you know watch out for the rain of giant spider eggs and you know hunt velociraptors and all that sort of stuff that we do. You know, yeah. flesh eating sand. Yeah, that's right. We don't have, uh, we don't actually have turkeys uh, for, for Christmas dinner. We have Velociraptor, and, uh, <laughs> but we have to do it indoors, otherwise the giant wombats will eat us. But none of that's true. All right, none of that's true, people. It's not except for the giant spiders. They're true, but they're real. They're really friendly. They're like dogs <laughs> and, with extra legs. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. So, look, huntsman spiders, which are the big ones that everyone sees, right? They actually don't give a fuck about people. They really don't. <laughs> too big or? No, yeah, humans are basically too big. Um, and I don't think I know anybody that's ever been bitten by a huntsman. Like they had, obviously they have teeth because they eat, you know, they eat all sorts of stuff. Anything that's almost as big as them, as big as them, they will eat. Flies, lizards, you know, anything else that flies uh, or, or crawls, they'll definitely have a go at it. But humans, they really don't care. Like I said, I, they they quite often come in. We'll, I'll just leave them because, like I said, they they're good for getting rid of any of the any of the bugs or anything else like that. But if they've been a nuisance. You just pick them up, put them outside. They're quite happy. They don't hurt. <laughs> like a cat. There we go. Yeah, and like, like a cat. But yeah, well, actually, no. See, a, a cat will t- tend to just go. You know what? Fuck off. No, That's I'm not going outside. It'll yeah. just go. I don't want to go outside. Fuck you. I'm coming back in whether you like it or not. Oh, you've yeah, sat that'd... back down? I want to go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to tell you something. Uh, there's not enough food in my dish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just had a drink of that water and I don't like the way it tastes. Can you get me more? Um, my cat or my kid's cat yesterday went like two blocks away from the house and cried so much outside somebody's door that they called me like they had found my long lost cat. <laughs> They're like, hi, I have found Tank Girl. And you're going, did she leave? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, 
she's kind of an outdoor indoor cat. It's like, well, she just seems like she's had a rough day. So I, <laughs> I walked over there and she's just like, meow, jumped in the, jumped in the thing. And I took her home and she jumped up by her empty bowl. Mm. Yeah, that, that was an elaborate plan to tell you that the bowl was empty. <laughs> yeah. That was all that was about. I didn't get the hint. Unlike ferrets that'll just want to bite you because they want to play. So just to let you, to let you know, my feet, it, there's actually like blood dripping down my feet right now. Your ferret got you last time too. Yeah, no, no, last time she just scratched me and this time I've, I've, I've tried to ignore her. But what? because I'm not wearing any shoes because it's, I don't know, it's about 29 degrees or something, she's decided that um, the fleshy part of my feet are absolutely delicious. And <laughs> she's, been, she's been biting them to try and get my attention because ferrets have really thick skin, so they, they nip each other to, to play. So I literally just looked down and there's like just blood dripping down. <laughs> not to worry. I'll survive. Uh, how um, do you tie that into Romper Snopper? Oh, Bob's got shot in the head and there was blood dripping down his head. There we go. Right there underneath the, the tattoo that says skinhead on his skin forehead. Skinhead. Yeah. It, it was nice that they all had skinhead tattooed somewhere, you know, uh, publicly. So you knew. Makes yeah. them easy to identify. It's, it's probably easier than putting collars on them. Yeah. You know, and Hando's was kind of a collar. Yeah. True. True. It was. Um, the, the tattoo on his arm it always fascinated me. Always. The like tribal bone structure thing. Yeah, the yeah, the tribal like skeleton. Um with I always thought that was really, really cool. Uh not that I'd I'd get one, but <laughs> Yeah. It always looked kind of cool. It, it, it was it was interesting. I found it also interesting because it sort of also looked like uh, a Polynesian or maybe even Maori tribal tattoo. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, like definitely very tribal. I mean, um I mean like Maori tribal tattoos tend to be sort of um, upper arm, neck, and, you know, if you're really, really full on about it, obviously on the face, um, which is always quite interesting. Um, like I said, I, I actually work with a, a couple of Kiwis who are good mates of mine, uh, and, you know, they've got obviously, you know, relatives uh, back home that are, um, you know, are, are in gangs and everything else, and they've all got, you know, the, the full tribal tat, the full like, Maori half face and everything else. This is, I just, I can't fathom that. Uh, I mean, I know it's, there's, you know, cultural significance. I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but it's almost their equivalent of a skinhead tat. You know, it, it's a real fuck off. This is, this is, this is my belief. This is my cultural system. And I'm going to use it to scare the piss out of you. Having said that, all of those people scare the piss out of me because they are large, large humans. Uh, <laughs> red, some of the look having said that, some of them are the nicest guys I've ever met in my life, but they are large, large humans uh, that could crush your head like a melon if they really chose to. And you've got to, I think you've you've got to have a certain survival instinct around large humans. All right, it's just it's just smart. <laughs> Even right, if they just, just fall asleep or they trip, you want to be able to yeah, be out of the way. That, that's right. You know what? If a tree falls in the woods and you're underneath it, you're fucked. <laughs> All right? So just... It's a nice fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. You, know, you want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, how we got across that, I don't know. Um... Uh, Russell Crowe's a New Zealander. 
There you go. So there we go. There we go. We did <laughs> one hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about this movie, and we've gone. So I can ask you a question. What's what's your What's your feeling on the flight jacket, the the MA1, which it tends to be – although you didn't see it so much in this. Uh, I mean, Davey, Davey had a flight jacket. No, no, no. Bubs might have had one too. I'm not sure. But the MA1 flight jacket is basically the, the uniform for your neo-Nazi. They look comfortable. Mm, yes. Well, see, I've, I've got um, – I have a, an, an, an MA1 um, reproduction that I, that I bought. So it's actually – it's actually done to uh, World War Two standards, so the material, uh, the stitching, the lining, everything is actually to original World War Two standards, and I I love it. Like, it, and it cost oh, me man. probably about three hundred bucks. Um, and it, oh, it's a great jacket. It, it is one of the ones that I wear quite um quite regularly. There's uh, there's actually another one that I want to get that is a Buzz Rickson's William Gibson reproduction. If you've ever read um, the, is it, it's not the Bridge series, it's the Blue Ant series by William Gibson, which ha- which has um, the first first book. The main character wears a Buzz Rickson's MA1. Um, they're about eight or nine hundred dollars. So your average skinhead's not wearing one, but it is literally like it, it's they're made in Japan. Um, using like World War II equipment, like sewing machines, the whole lot. They are literally built and and, and produced to the same level that they were um, for the military at that point in time. And then obviously, you know, um, certain improvements made to uh, suit modern ideals. But that, it's a beautiful jacket. It really is. In moments like this is when I feel for my anti-racist skinhead friends because they because i'm 99 percent sure that the skinhead movement was pre-neo-nazi like i, I yeah, think i so, said that before so it's like yeah well it, it was english nationalists to a certain degree that's mm. uh, that was the first step but it was yeah it was all it was pre-neo-nazis i mean it was you're talking about the late probably the mid to late 60s i think from memory yes. not though that's said you're probably more of an expert than i am all right. So, according to <laughs> according to Wikipedia, a skinhead is a member of a subculture originating among working class youths in London in the 1960s. So there you go. Oh, there we go. So it was yeah, and then obviously it extended out to you know nationalists and everything else. But yeah. there's a lot to be said for Doc Martens. All right. <laughs> yeah, Doc Martens are comfy, and so are bomber jackets. Just oh, yeah, and see, so this is the whole. They just they just got a bad rap. That's all. A swastika but, won't keep you warm, you hateful fucks. No, it will not keep you warm. If anything, it will have you out in the cold. Having said that, being a skinhead does not keep you warm either. A, sh- a shaved head gets fucking cold. Oh, I've got I've got a lot of a shaved head. I just got my my haircut today, so it's nice. down to the down to the skin around the yeah. mohawk. So it's uh, nice. God, I for. I'm really shitty at um, tra- translating Celsius and Fahrenheit, but it's a yeah. relatively warm day of 50 degrees Fahrenheit here right so now. So it's about, if you do, I think it's about like multiply or divide by 2.5. So 50 degrees Celsius is about mid-teens roughly. Okay. That's not too bad. You yeah. can wear a jacket. You can wear your jeans and yeah. just maybe a T-shirt underneath. 
I'm in my Make America Hate Again Bad Religion Anti-Trump <laughs> hoodie. Nice. And yeah, chilling in that yeah. corner of the bomb shelter. Yeah. Yeah, where, whereas I said, I'm in, I'm in, uh, in my my studio, um, and it's a, it's a lovely 29 degrees. I've actually got on my skate shorts and a t-shirt. Um, I, I'm one of those people that it's got to be at least 30 to 35, so close to say oh, 90 to 100 uh, before I'll think about putting on a pair of shorts. How do we get to talk about the weather? I can't remember. Oh, uh, shaved head and cold. That's shaved right. head, bomber jackets. And, Bomber uh, jackets shaped head. So yeah, before the wild, crazy skinhead party that we talked about, we should probably point out two things uh, before we move on. Han- Hando breaks into the mall and steals a jacket for Gabriel? Gabriel? Yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel. And Davey cuts his hand. Yes. And uh, Daniel Pollock, who played Davey, actually did cut his hand. That's what I heard. I also heard he died the next year. Yeah, he committed suicide before the film was released. Really? Yeah. The weird thing is, a lot of the actors that were in this movie never acted again. It's like your poltergeist curse. Yeah. I mean, look, most of them are still alive, I think. Um, but a lot of them never, yeah, never acted again, which is is really interesting. It's kind of weird, but yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Davey, yeah, Davey cuts his hand. And I mean, this is the point where you you realize that maybe Davey's not a hundred percent sure about where it's all going. Yeah. He's, he's the young, he seems like he's, he's gotta be the younger friend, right? Cause yeah. he and Hondo, he and Hondo or Hando. Sorry. I think there's a John Wayne movie called Hondo and that keeps getting yeah. mixed up in my head. Um, I've, I've never really watched John Wayne shit. Yeah. Look, I, I remember, I remember watching it with my grandfather, um, who was, you know, of that generation that, seems to seems to like westerns having said that i think you reach a certain point as a male in your life and you go no westerns are okay i I, i'm sure it's a weird dad thing i'm not don't quote me on that but i just get the feeling but yeah no you could be right that there is a a john wayne film called hondo not that i said i could i couldn't tell you any john wayne films other than i i think um the one where he plays Genghis Khan and he has a watch on. I know that one. Oh, that's the one where everybody got cancer because it was shot where we tested atomic bombs. <laughs> yeah, right? that'd be the one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems but, with that movie, but I think Hondo was actually spelled with an O, so I'm not sure what my problem is. It's one of those things. See, depending on where you're from, you know, it it's Han as in Han Solo. See, it, it, but that was for us. It's hand a Tando, Hando bottle O servo. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and no, I'm trying to think about Hondo now. I'm pretty sure that is a John Wayne movie, or maybe a TV show that Al Bundy liked on Married with Children. It's it's somewhere in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we'll we'll, we'll go to we'll go to Google and see what Google says because that's what it's for. Well done. It's a 1953 drama romance starring John Wayne. And now here's a weird link for you. It's also got Michael. Uh, Pate in it, P-A-T-E. He's an Australian. Seven degrees of Australia. Like there Kevin you go. Bacon. There we go. There you go. I can play that game on pretty much anything. <laughs> drag it back. You're like the dad in Big Fat Greek Wedding, bringing everything yep. back to Greece. <laughs> this is great. Well, Greeks invented everything. Um, <laughs> unless you're talking about um, someone from, if you talk to an Indian, and I'm, when a, a subcontinent Indian, they will tell you that they pretty much invented everything as well. 
Um, which is fun when you've got uh, a Greek and a Pakistani and uh, and someone from mainland China. They all believe they invented everything. Uh, <laughs> That'd sorry, be a fun, the, the, fun conversation to hear. It, that's a weird tangent because I said I have sort of that mix of cultures in the group that I work in. And they'll go, no, 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 this comes from this. No, 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 no. In the end, I have to go, does it really matter? Can we get back to work? Aren't we all Earthicans? My fellow Earthicans, we enjoy so much freedom, it's almost sickening. We're free to choose which hand our sex monitoring chip is implanted in. And if we don't want to pay our taxes, why, we're afraid to spend a weekend with the pain monster. See you April 15th, folks. Yeah, it's just like, no, just like, in the end, I have to go, seriously, can you get back to work? It was a fun conversation, but get back to work. <laughs> Talk about it later over beers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, later, later, much later. <laughs> Many beers. And then, then everyone stops caring because it's beers and everyone's happy. Now, wow. that was the other thing. I couldn't see what beer they were drinking, although I think the beer that they brought down from Canberra was 4X, which is fucking terrible beer. Is it really cheap? Yeah, it's cheap shit beer that they drink um, in Queensland predominantly. Because um, I, I was fully expecting that they, being in, in Victoria, they'd drink um, VB, which is Victoria Bitter, um, which is made literally made in Melbourne. Um, and it's like the it, it's like your starter beer, you know. Mm. If you if you if you're getting like a, a sip of beer as a kid or sneaking a can, you're probably going to get a VB because it's the cheapest stuff you can find. Okay. Uh, yeah. Until you until you get yeah, like yeah, it'll be the, the whatever the, the local brewery is. <laughs> yeah. So yes, but yeah, VB. And here we are today. Uh, my city has, I think, twenty six breweries. If you don't count the Budweiser one. Nice. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how many Melbourne has because there's so many like microbreweries and stuff like that now. Yeah. I mean, um, CUB, which is Carlton United Breweries, um, still has their head office here in, in Victoria and they produce like fucking everything. Like if it's um, – obviously they, they produce VB but they make everything. Like a lot of the stuff that's um, shipped in and then like produced with local water, um, invariably VB – uh, sorry, Carlton United or Lion, who yeah, I think Lion are a New Zealand company. Um, they'll produce it here, but you know you quite often get. Um, it's weird. You can get, um, oh god, Heineken, but you can get Heineken that's Dutch Heineken, or you can get Heineken that's made locally with Australian water, and it tastes completely different. Yeah, it's it's weird how water does that. We um, we got the first non-UK uh, Brewdog Brewery here in Columbus. Uh, yeah, that's right. And they took an extra year to get the water to match Scottish water. Yeah, because that's hard water. <laughs> <laughs> it's fuck off water. You can't make jackhammer yeah. with American water. Uh, that's exactly it. You can't, you can't make beer that'll give you brain damage with fucking with anything <laughs> but Scottish water. Kick to the teeth water. Yeah, solid kick to the teeth water. Oh, see now, now, oh, what I, you, you've got me actually craving um, probably one of the ones that I found not so long ago called uh, Lucky Seven, which is a Chinese beer. Uh, but all the bottles are green glass and they're in the shape of a Buddha. And, oh. um, it, but it's a, it's, it's one of those beers that you can drink like half a dozen of and you still feel pretty good. You know, you, you're sort of not bloated and, you know, it, it's really, really nice beer. 
thinking about that. That, that that's more of a an afternoon bee if you will <laughs> well it'll be <laughs> afternoon by the time we're done talking well it is and I'm, i might have to go for a wander up to the bottle o and uh and, and get a few <laughs> just reminded me uh how that equates to what we're talking about i don't remember uh, they're drinking uh, they're drinking cheap beer at the nazi party that's they're, they're drinking cheap beer at the nazi party and so you know when when hendo picks up davy and pulls him down off the stairs and lies him down you can see that he genuinely cares right yeah. you know these you know these are you know these mates are his family and this is what is really weird about this movie there's this sympathetic element about these these neo-nazi fucking lunatics you know they're all in various ways they're all very close hando loans him uh 20 20 bucks to buy a knife that may or may not be important later well yes allegedly (laughs) that that was which was stolen from the war museum which i just went fucking really um i've been to the war museum if you could steal shit from there fucking good luck to you because it's (laughs) It's full of like federal police and a whole lot of other other um, people in with weapons and everything else, and that's in our nation's capital, Canberra. Um, so yeah, when they said they stole it from the war museum, I'm just going, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> but fifty bucks is a bargain. Two Nazis in the police force. Well, well, if you if you if you ask court, they're all fucking Nazis. <laughs> They're all fucking Nazis. Um, I, I look. I do have one or two mates that are, are coppers. Um, they're not Nazis. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. They have told me that some some of their some of their associates in like the special patrol group and stuff. They're fucking Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but then again, they said they also said that they're fucking borderline fucking psychotics as well. But right. There's, and remember, there's kids. Yeah, to be a CEO. You need to at least be a sociopath. That's a pro- that's a proven fact. That is a proven fact. Nearly ninety percent of CEOs and major organisations throughout the world test as sociopaths. Yeah, you got to be like '80s guy in Futurama. Let's cut to the chase. There are two kinds of people: sheep and sharks. Anyone who's a sheep is fired. Who's a sheep? Yeah, all right. Or Scaramucci, the. Uh... Former White House uh, press secretary. Oh yeah, the see, mooch. He, well, he, the the mooch was the '80s guy. Let's be honest. Come on, yeah. he was. If if they could have humanized or at least retroactively created him, he would be '80s guy. I, I remember seeing him and just going, "But that's '80s guy. What what the fuck? What why is '80s guy in the White House?" And then I went, "Why am I asking that question?" Really, yeah. really look at the guy in charge. Seriously, if he could have, if he could have brought in someone that looked like the Godfather, he probably would have. The Matrix is broken over here. Um, I, I'm looking forward to his next State of the Union, where he does it sitting in a chair, patting a large cat. <laughs> January thirtieth, I believe. Um, okay. I thought he so would he do it on that. a weekend for bigger ratings, but it's usually on a Tuesday. Okay. Okay. But it's a, it's a. Is it like the last Tuesday in January or is it a specific date? I think it's usually a Tuesday in January. But after reading an article the other day about Paul Ryan announced when the State of the Union was going to be, leads yeah. me to believe that it's not, you know, January 30th every year. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like not that. locked in as a specific date. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think That's it's just because the inauguration is in January. 
Okay, and it's, so, it's literally just yeah, twelve yeah, months it's from literally then. Literally been a year. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. See, we don't have anything like that. We don't have like a state of the union address or anything else like that. We literally, you know, there there will be normally like when they do do the budget, there'll mm-hmm. be you know like the the prime minister will come out and talk about the budget and all that sort of stuff. But we don't necessarily have a, a state of the union per se. Yeah, it's probably it's it's an Americanized version of government workings. It's basically the president giving a speech to everybody in the government about what he wants to do in the next year or the next couple years. Yeah. At least traditionally. I have no clue what is going to happen with this one. Shotgun shack, and you may find yourself in another part of the world, and you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile, and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife, and you know you may say to yourself, "Well, how did I get here?" yourself what is that beautiful house you may ask yourself where does that highway go to you may ask yourself am i right am i wrong and you may say to yourself my god what have have i done It's going to be a lot of words made up. Uh, I think yeah. if anybody takes a drink every time you hear fake news mm. or huge, mm. you're going to be dead by the, by the yeah. time it's over. Yeah, it's a, the best year he's ever seen. Um, yeah, it will be great. Um, I just, More tangents just than you hear on the Psycho Semanticast. There you go. That's right. Just completely pointless, random shit. And then, depending on how that goes, uh, you will possibly declare war on some uh, unknown nation up until now to distract the rest of the country from what he actually said. Uh, well, yeah. right, right now, there have been reports that they're looking at using the strike when they shot uh, 59 missiles at Syria mm. last year. They're trying to use that for a blueprint to give North Korea a bloody nose and let them know right. they're serious. Because right. good times. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, <laughs> the whole North Korean thing um, it for the rest of the world i mean despite the fact that you know what it could have really serious repercussions for for the rest of the, the globally regardless of what happens uh, we just look at it and go really you're looking at it and i'm not sure the right way to say this but 
two two mentally challenged child men with hammers trying to hurt each other, just wildly swinging. Everyone's waiting for the time that they both like hit each other in the head at the same time. All you gotta do is push a button, sir. Cease fire. The enemy cannot push a button if you disable his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> I, just, I, I don't understand it. You know what? Leave fucking North Korea alone. They're not doing anything. They're busy, like, basically, you know, oppressing their own people. Leave them. But no, only we can don't... have a massive amount of nuclear weapons. Uh, they, you know what? They don't produce anything. There's nothing. This is the whole point. There's nothing worth taking from North Korea. And, you know, when you go to war under normal circumstances, you're going for a reason either to um, save an oppressed minority, protect your country because there's imminent danger, or because you want control of something, right? A resource or none of these things, none of these things come up when you talk about North Korea, other than the fact that they've gone, we, we have many bombs. Our glorious leader says we should throw them at you. Your glorious leader also said that he invented the internet, owns a <laughs> unicorn, and is a sexual dynamo. And that could be either one of the people that call themselves glorious leaders that we're talking about in this situation. <laughs> exactly. See, uh, really? I think our glorious leader says that he created the phrase prime the pump. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think he tried to copyright the phrase, you're fired. <sighs> God. And he said that he would date his daughter. Oh, you'd see. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about those Nazis. No, no. Hold. See, we're here to talk about much more transparent Nazis. <laughs> Up front, straightforward. This is what we're about. All ending tears. Nazis. Hando wants you to know how Nazi he is by yes. fucking you up against a Nazi flag at yeah. all times. And giving giving that a good hard grab. And so here's a question for you. Would you do that up against the American flag? No. No. Right? You wouldn't. No. Nope. You just wouldn't. Right? Because there's nothing sexy about it. No. But there's I, nothing. I can't think of a sexy flag. There, there could be one, but I, I just yeah. This is what I mean. Um, you know, I get that it's and you know when you look at the sexual dynamic, it's definitely a power play. But yeah, I, I looked at that and I think the only other time I've seen it was in um, Electroglide in Blue, and he has an American flag um, over his bed when he's having sex with somebody's wife, I think, um, and he's. He's just staring at the flag while he's while he's cheerfully um, feeding her a, a length of sausage, um, and even then it was sort of he was obviously more focused on his partner than he was on the flag. But it was there, and I, there's a scene where he makes real like he's really just sort of staring at it, just pulling into it. But yeah, the whole yeah into the flag thing, eh, I don't know. Um, it, it it was one of the neatest um, flops I've ever seen. I've got to be honest. Mm. He kept his room relative. He had a room. No one else had a room. But then again, he was in charge. So I suppose that means you get a room. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he didn't, but he didn't seem all, seem all that worried about his stuff, like going up in flames. Just they left, and that was it. It wasn't like you know, you you burnt all my really good stuff. It's my 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 neo-Nazi happy time. Um, <laughs> Maybe he took it over like uh, like he does with the next place. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. He just you know, moved in and just and went in there and. Yeah. I, I'd love to know where these factories are right now because I don't think they're there anymore uh, because that that amount of land that is just empty has to have houses on it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has I mean, it's... Has to have houses on it now. It's just... 20 years, 25 I mean, I, I, years later. Yeah, I look. I, w- I would kill to live in a warehouse that big. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that would be like a $5 million apartment somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, yeah. You know, and and they're they're empty, and they've got squatters in them. I'm just like, oh, all right, man. That's just yeah. That right now, that amount of land just does not exist anywhere. Does not. Exist. And it, it, it it was sad that I was just going. I'm looking at that from a real estate perspective, going, yeah, fuck yeah. Not, not the <laughs> fact that, that there are squatters in there and everything else. Um, I didn't get the two, um, punk chicks, the two English punk chicks. They that didn't make sense to me. They seemed to be weirdly peripheral yeah uh, they definitely seemed like you said peripheral and they were uh what when handos like no no passengers no passengers from here on in yeah after we got scared away like fucking rabbits (laughs) fucking rabbits oh and davy went back for her jacket yes yeah i'm just going really davy i mean look i get that you know you you've got feelings for her but seriously uh, this is (laughs) <laughs> that, that that's where you Hendo's just going nah you're fucked <laughs> he'll steal you another one yeah yeah. that's what I thought it's just fucking and it's not like she could have worn it anywhere because, because it would have been hey that jacket got stolen from the shops right and she totally yeah. could have bought it yeah with the yeah. money from her molesty daddy oh yeah yeah he ooh, yeah. he he was not good and there was part of me that actually had really wished that Hando and the boys had like caved his skull in. Yeah, you know, I that's really where. Um, so what? Uh, right before this part, what Hando says, "Let's do a burgo," or a uh, burg. just do a do a do a burg. Yeah, we're gonna do a burg. So she's like, "I've got a place," and then what? We came to wreck everything and ruin your life. God sent us. Yeah. I, I sort of did a fist pump. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, they're going to fucking kill him or she's going to kill him. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Just fucking uh-huh. get retribution. But it's just like, no. And yeah, that was, that was, that bit of it was a bit shit. Gotta mm-hmm. be honest. Um, and <laughs> so, look, if you're going to, if, I think if you're going to, you know, do a berg on a, on a, on a flash house and steal all these stuff. Don't load it into his Rolls Royce. That's just fucking dumb. That's just fucking dumb. Steal his, his shitty Japanese car and then strip it. Because, you know, oh, it's a shame we're going to strip it for parts. I'm going, where the fuck are you going to sell Rolls Royce parts? <laughs> Out of that shitty garage that nobody goes to that burned down. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> where the fuck are you going to sell Rolls Royce parts? Come on. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, that just sort of underlined the fact that they were really just fucking idiots. Um, but yeah, I look, I honestly hoped that yeah, uh, he was gonna he was gonna end badly, and I was a bit disappointed that he didn't. But you know, I suppose it furthered the story. 
Yeah, I get, and it matched the music. But listen, the soundtrack for this is really good, really, really good. It, yeah, uh, it's it definitely invokes all the right emotion. Yeah, and it's not too, you know, it's not overused, I guess, as as could yeah. be. Like, I I don't know how people feel about Guy Ritchie. I don't know how I feel about Guy Ritchie, but <laughs> Guy Ritchie could have really ruined this movie. If, yeah. if, he had, if he had done it. Yeah, well, Guy Ritchie can ruin any movie. Um, <laughs> and look, I, I actually like early Guy Ritchie, right? I I like early Guy Ritchie. Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels um, is definitely one of my favorite movies. Uh, I've watched it multiple times. I'll um, definitely watch it any time it's on or I you know, uh, come across it. Yeah. Um, on the reverse, if you talk about um, the – uh, the Arthur one that he did just recently, that was pants. <laughs> um, that, that was fucking bad. But like the early stuff, yeah. But you, you're right. His, his use of music is either really spot on or it's quite jarring. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, yeah he, he could have really fucked this up. Um, but there are parts of it that are, yeah, parts of it that could be quite Guy Ritchie. A lot of the fight See, scenes. I, I was just going to say – if the to have a Guy Ritchie version of, of those fight scenes, I reckon that would have been really cool. Because I said the fight scenes are not they're not choreographed. They were, you know, it was just full on, um, you know, just fucking carnage. Fuck and, each other up, go. Yeah, just fucking just go crazy. Just fucking just grab random stuff, throw it, hit each other. You've got to wonder how many stunt people really got messed up during that during those scenes because there, there was a lot of just like stupid shit. Um, but yeah, like I said, a Guy Ritchie version of that would be really cool. Now I'm thinking about that. But I wonder whether, yeah, would Guy Ritchie do skinheads? He gets close. Yeah, I would say he gets close. I could see him, Two Smoking Barrels, uh, Snatch, that one crossover character. I could see there being a crossover character from this kind of movie Yeah. in one of those films. Maybe he's buying pot from the guys in Lockstock or pawning something at the dude's pawn shop i i don't know i i i'm glad he didn't do it i'm glad it was well jeffrey wright i think <laughs> yes I, I think jeffrey wright did a good job well done jeffrey yeah. Uh, yeah a lot of people talk shit about cherry falls but i i like that movie too it's not bad it's not bad <laughs> uh, and it, it's a it's good rusty right and uh, and i think that that's it i mean i think with like i said for for australians you talk about his career and this is one of the standouts it's always one of the standouts so it, it's interesting, but I mean, you know, we, we've obviously talked about them taking over the, the the squat and everything else and going through. You can see that when when it all begins to come together and it's it's that all or nothing type element, and you know, particularly when the cops turn up and and you know, Hando basically does a runner. You know, he he, he you sort of go, yeah, you're not you're not really all you make yourself out to be. You know, you're essentially just a fucking coward. Um, and, you know, he goes running to the only only place he knows where he's going to be welcome, which is, of course, um, Davy's grandma's house. I love it. Davy's grandma's awesome. <laughs> All those dachshunds. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that she's got, like, pictures of other dachshunds up on the wall, you know, in plastic bags. So it's just like, are they family photos? Is it, it's just... <laughs> She, she's, you know, weird, weirdly, weirdly traditional German. And um, there's a, a 
community outside of Adelaide, which is why, and I get the feeling that's potentially where they were supposed to be, um, which is a, a German community called Handorf. You know, it's got the it's got the the little houses and everybody is friendly and oh, boom boom bah. and <laughs> but you know it's made to be like you know a Bavarian village and all that sort of stuff and I get the feeling that that's potentially where Grandma was because there is quite a big um, German community in Adelaide in South Australia. So and Davy's room looks like a gingerbread house. Yeah, it does. It, you know, so it's got the, the little heart painted on it and it's, you know, it's bright colours and there's flowers and it's full of all little, you know, kitsch things and you know, stuff made out of shells and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and it's, you know, you see Davey sort of go, you know, he took all the patches off his jacket and all that sort of stuff. And you, you get that all of a sudden he realises that, yeah, maybe this isn't the right way to go anymore. Yeah. You can cover up most of his tattoos. I think most mm. of it, like if he wore a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, you, you've touched on something that I thought about, and it was just like, I wonder what sort of cover up you'd have to get to, you know, cover up his um um the eagle that's on his but the I'm trying, I don't even know what what sort of eagle that is. Where it's the the Luftwaffe eagle or whatever else it is. Someone that's into that oh, stuff can probably right. correct me. Um. But that was really, other than the fact that I didn't see whether he had a skinhead tattoo. I think it's on his bicep. Uh, okay, I wasn't wasn't really sure. I mean that because that was really like said so he had the the eagle on one side. Yeah, he might have had the that on his his other, on the other side. I mean, and, uh, but yeah, there's part of me going, yeah, I wonder wonder what sort of cover up you could get to get rid of that. It's just because uh, cards on the table. I have a little bit of a an obsession with um, tattoo reality shows. Uh, <laughs> I really cool. liked them a lot. Like uh, uh, Ink Master, is that one? So Ink Master, Ink Master Nightmares, uh, Tattoo Fixes, uh, Bondi Ink, which is the local version of um, sort of Ink Masters. If or not, no, it's the local version of Miami Ink. Uh, oh, you know, with okay. yeah. the Kat uh, Von D type show. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's locals. You know, it's Australians. It's in Sydney. Um, and yeah, they're probably the the three one like the ink all of the ink master ones that go with that. Like, um, I, weirdly enough, I watch them with my daughter; she loves them. But it's it was just sort of looking and going, oh, I wonder. And like the tattoo fixes is the UK version of like tattoo nightmares, mm. where they do cover ups and all that sort of stuff, um, which is quite interesting. But yeah, I was just looking and going, yeah, I wonder what you how you would get it covered up. Now, speaking of tattoos, the one that's on Hando's chest is that Saint George. Because the the flag looked like the you know the white with the red, red sort of cross on it, and I thought that was George. It a little bit of it is is uh, covered up most of the time when it is exposed because he's wearing those fucking suspenders when he's working out. Yeah, my friend Joey uh, Joey Knuckles he run, he owns a couple tattoo shops here in town. Okay, uh, one of the things that he really likes doing is cover up. Yeah. And he's really good. Uh, he he did my uh, the tattoo on my leg, uh, my my fatherhood tattoo or whatever. Oh, nice! So he did like uh, the the misfit skull with some baby stuff. And, nice. Um, wanted to have somebody that I knew, you know, that I had known for a long time, and we used to play uh, play gigs together back in the day. But um, can't even really find a good picture of Hando with his shirt off. Yeah, to it's. Get a good I mean, look. let's. You, you never sort of, well, there's probably only about two or three like really, really brief sections where you see it square on. 
Well, I said one side's got you know the the white flag with the red cross, and the other's got I think it's I think it's blue with white or white with blue. I can't remember, but the the blue with the white cross on it is actually um, it usually has for national Australian nationalists or you know neo Nazis to a certain degree. It'll have that, but it'll have the Southern Cross superimposed over the top of the white cross, which is why I was thinking that it was it was St. George, like it had the St George cross on one side and then the other one on the other side but i i think that's what it was again knowing that you're a you're a tattoo type guy i thought you might have seen it yeah the the red cross on the white yeah and there's a cross and then the yeah the arms up upreached and the other one does look like the patch that's on his uh long coat arm yes yeah yeah actually i used to have one of those guys they stink (laughs) (laughs) was it like a sheepdog no, uh, it's um. So the the though they were um ex army greatcoats. So they're they're heavy wool, uh, and when they get wet, they and they absorb every smell, like they're just one of those. They just suck it in, and when they get wet, they absolutely reek. Um, it's it, it's uh, it's worse than wet dog. It's like wet dog and shit. Um, it's just a, that is, yeah, great coat, fantastic coat, really, really warm, but yeah, just fucking, yeah, stinks. I was going to say, is he wearing that later on in the ocean? Uh, no, I think he's thrown it off by then. Okay. He's thrown it off by then. But, um, did you notice, did you notice his pants? They were very reminiscent of, um, Alex and the Droog's pants in Clockwork Orange. Yes, yes. If you threw a cod piece on there, yeah, that's but no one else had them. I, uh, sh- that's gotta be jeans. that's gotta be somewhat purposeful, right? Oh, it has to be. That has to be a callback. There's no two ways that it's not. Um, because it was just one of those, and it stood out. It really, like, whatever you saw it, it because they were, he was the only one wearing them, and he was wearing them the whole movie, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. which, yeah, I guess they're squatter neo-nazis it doesn't have a lot of clothes but yeah oh, his, yeah, his tidy yeah. whities looked clean when he's walking around drinking then, milk thank you now i'm glad i wasn't the only one that went wow they are like the cleanest cleanest jocks i've ever seen <laughs> and i'm going yeah is he uh no he was wearing the jacket in the water there you go um <laughs> i just i just googled it just to see what he was but yeah they were like massively clean and look rusty if that's your kit more power to you son um <laughs> But uh, yeah, that, that that was a bit of an anomaly. I'm going, yeah, they they look like Calvin Klein's. Yeah, you know he's modeling <laughs> to help very... fund the movie. Yeah, they they were very very clean. Uh, you were not the only one that noticed. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> but I, did, I I didn't want to feel weird about it. Uh, <laughs> just going, wow, they're really clean undies. Well, we're, um, we're but... supposed to notice everything about him is extra white. That is, yes, that is true. Extra, extra white. Having said that, <laughs> in this country, to, is that's what one of the things that makes me laugh. This country, you know, it's built on immigrants. You know, fucking the whole Unless you're um, an Aboriginal Australian, um, we're all fucking immigrants. <laughs> and you would struggle to find any Anglo-Saxon Australians that could tie back their lineage with any 100% confirmation that didn't have some level of cultural or racial integration in it. It's just, you know, it's who we are. Um, I mean, I know mine goes back, uh, it's predominantly Anglo, but, you know, I think you go back 
three or four gen- no, it'd be two, one, two, three, four, it'd be five generations. Um, and they're they're Swedes of some sort. And the only reason I've got my surname is one of them was on the run, jumped a ship, came to this country, and changed his name. <laughs> You know, outside of that, there's no way to tell, uh, which I still think is like massively funny, um, <laughs> uh, because you know you, we don't have the you know my my people came over on the Mayflower. Um, there's we just don't we don't have that as a as a cultural icon. <laughs> you know, we don't by and large don't really sort of measure ourselves on on that where we came from type thing because we're a prison colony and you know it's just like well you know it is what it is <laughs> we, we we accept that there's you know bits and pieces here and there i mean my um my lovely wife is actually fifth no no you're fifth fifth generation separated um tasmanian aboriginal in her bloodline and uh which is awesome because um, we, my daughter can actually get like a tutor and all that sort of stuff because oh, it's cool. passed down through the, because it's passed down through the, the female um, bloodline. Uh, you can do that, but it's again, it's. I mean, my wife is like a ranger. Um, sorry, do you know what a ranger is? No. No. So she's a redhead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like learning new phrases and terms. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah she's, I, I love it. Yeah, she's she's a ranger. Um, and, um, yeah, so like she's, you know, Anglo, white, red hair. You don't get like, you don't get much whiter than a redhead. Uh, but yeah, like, but she's got Aboriginal, you know, blood and a heritage. That's really cool. You know, um, my mates who are Kiwis, um, they are massively proud of their Maori blood, massively proud of it. You know, and most of them are, you know, white middle-aged blokes, but they can trace back their heritage to, you know, a certain level of either Polynesian or um, Islander of some sort. And, you know, they're really proud of it. And this whole thing of, you know, oh, you know, white Australia and everything else, fuck yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> because I challenge any one of them to actually show their cultural heritage that even, you know, if they went, well, you know, what we came, we were the first Anglo settlers from, from the UK, at some point in there, there's mixture. It's a guarantee. It's it's just the you know oh you know I'm descended from Vikings that's great you understand that Vikings took slaves um, who some of which became free men and free women from all over the world and there was racial integration so again good luck with that that's why you know what archaeologists found some uh, what Muslim symbolism on yes. on uh, some Viking gear. Yeah, I mean the Vikings went fucking everywhere and were quite happy to pretty much put it about wherever they could. All right, yeah, so they were, they were blonde pirates. Yay! <laughs> big fan of big fan of Vikings. Um, not the the raping in part, but the exploring and stuff that was really cool. Um, <laughs> not sure how we got into Vikings. Um, but <laughs> well, I, not neo Nazis appropriate a lot of Nordic and Viking symbols. So that, that's how and they do. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, they, they go, well, you know, I can trace my heritage back to that. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> there is just, and, and unless, and again, unless you've got a closed bloodline, which we know how that ends, um, <laughs> there's no, there's no way to maintain this supposed racial purity that neo-Nazis and these nationalist type people seem to cling to as the ideal. 
it just doesn't fucking work. But it shows a lack of education. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm such a fucking snob. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it. Yeah, I, I think once you reach a certain level of education, you begin to, you, you learn to ask questions. <laughs> like, are we, are we really doing this? <laughs> Is this really the best use of our time? You know, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't get that. But I, I fully agree. I think the, the more educated you are. But it's also about, um, and we talk. This goes right back to the start of the conversation about integration. Mm. Every every culture, every community has something to offer. I'm not saying it's all good, um, but you could say that of any any cultural heritage or community. It's not all good, but you've got to learn to take the good stuff out of it. Yeah. You, you've got to you know take something from it and go. This is a cool thing, because you know what? If we didn't have Vietnamese and Chinese and everything else um, immigrants into this country. Uh, we wouldn't have a lot of really awesome food, and I fucking love Asian food. <laughs> you know, for, from purely from a culinary perspective, we have some of the best food and food culture in the world because of the fact that we've brought in so many, so many cultures and cultural influences. Um, and it's like so you go to like so when I lived in the top end, um, when I lived in Darwin, it's really interesting because you get. Um, Migrants from the the Pacific Asian area, so Bali and Singapore, and all those sort of things. And so the food's very much like that. When you move further south, you get more uh, mainland Chinese, you get more continental Indians, um, you get uh, oh massive, uh, so you know Turkish and and um, all that sort of that area, even to the point of. Um, like Eastern Bloc Europeans, there's a lot of Russians that live here, uh, a lot of a lot of Bulgarians, lots of stuff. A couple of guys that work for me, are Bulgarians, and they're awesome dudes. Um, massive hackers, massive hackers. Um, but you know, from a from a pure food perspective, fantastic. Why yeah. would you deny yourself that? Why would you deny yourself that opportunity? Yeah, I don't know what Russell Crowe throws his pasta across the room. Yeah, see, and, and that was one of the things I went. Yeah, is it because it's pasta or is it just because there was no meat in it. Because I, I my protein. Yeah. Well, see, I'm a big believer in the fact that I have a job, therefore I'm allowed to eat meat. Right. That's the main reason I have a job, so I can buy <laughs> meat and eat it. Right. If I didn't have a job or I I couldn't afford it, then I would obviously you know live more more vegetarian. But you know what? Meat is delicious. I'm sorry for those of you that don't agree. If we weren't supposed to eat animals, they wouldn't have been made delicious. So there, there's a question for you. So he throws it away because it's obviously pasta, which is from Italy. And who was the biggest supporter of the Germans during World War Two? The Italian. Mussolini. Mussolini. Got the trains to run on time. Um, and so that's yeah part of it, I don't know. But uh, bearing in mind that the first... I suppose the first lot of really serious immigrants that we had in this country were Italians and Greeks. So, so you know, we've got the second largest Greek community uh, in the world here in Melbourne. Uh, Greek food's awesome too. I actually, I grew up with a couple of Greek boys that um, I, I still know today. That was that was one of my first drinks. It was grappa. Um, <laughs> drinking grandpa's grappa at like 12. There's a way to get brain damage. Um <laughs> But you, you, you learn the lesson. Um, 
anyway, moving on from that. But yeah, so that that yeah, he just yeah, what's it? You want to see the disposal work and just fucking tosses it across the room. It's just like yeah, I, that I I get it, but yeah, I'm not sure it was a worthwhile point to make. I think it's just part of his tantrum. Yeah, that's right. It, it wasn't about him for five minutes, so he had to do something to 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 make it about him. Thank you, President Hando. Yeah, he's got to piss all over. Her. But instead of pissing all over her, he decides to strangle her in the ocean. Yes. Yes, he does. If you're going to strangle somebody, the ocean's probably not a bad place to do it. Um, yeah. Hendo was, he, he did a lot of strangling in this movie, actually. <laughs> he does. Holy shit. He does do a lot of strangling. He chokes the fuck out of the guy at the gas station or petrol station the, that they knock over. At the servo. <laughs> the s- <laughs> at the servo. Yes. Um, yeah, he does. And, you know, even when they were, were fighting the, you know, the guys at the, uh, or the, the Asian t- teens at the start, he's like choking one of them, like, well, like, well, get out. I think he that was part of his whole power play thing was, um, yeah. And then to see, obviously, the end when, when Davey stabs him with the knife. And <laughs> that was the, that, that bit, I've got to be honest, I actually, Russell's acting in that is a bit shit. <laughs> It was a bit like uh, he thought he was in a play for a second, playing yeah. in the back of the house. Yeah. Well, the weird thing was, I think having just watched Virtuosity, there was a whole bit of he was like glitching out when he when he stabbed him, and it's just like yeah, okay, yes, um, Max Headroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was kind of where I went. Oh, that's just yeah. That was a bit weird, and just, and just sitting there. Yeah, to, I mean, it ends really well. I mean, it's 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 very moving. There's the you know the friendship it gets brought back up. Yeah. It's just it's just gotta be you and me, Davy. Yeah. She'll she'll it's, ruin your life. Yeah, fuck her, fuck her. What is, you know, he's desperately clinging to to anything to to maintain some level of control because it's all gone. Then everyone else is either dead or in prison. Uh, he's got nothing. Um, yeah, so it was. Yeah, he he does that, and when she sets the car on fire, it's just like, why didn't you? Okay, so maybe it's the arsonist in me, but I I sort of said, why, why didn't you throw the the jerry can into the car? So it really really had a big explosion. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I was just overthinking the whole car fire thing. You know? The spark that cues the explosion. Shouldn't be mm. a bigger explosion. Yes. Yes, true. There's the power. Davy comes completely away from from Hondo's Hando's control. God damn it. Hando. <laughs> yeah, fucking right in the neck. Uh yeah. at two Davy. Yes. Yeah. Just and and, and with the knife. You know, just really bringing that all together. That, that that's his undoing. And then the what, cheap the, shit alloy knife. And the credits roll from Hando's POV, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, from Hando's POV in the water. And that that last track that plays across that, that is the that's the piece of music that has stuck with me from the first time I saw this. It's it is, really good. It is, it is real it's really um really provocative and it's really strong. And like so you just you see it and you just go, you know, it's from his POV. It's all over. Uh, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. 
fucking fantastic. So, so good. Um, I guess let's let's take a quick break here so I can play some uh, some promos for some rad shows and maybe a song or so, and then we'll be right back to probably finish up, but who knows? We could just keep going. We could go all the way to Aberdeen, Adelaide. We could go all the way to Adelaide. <laughs> We can go to Aberdeen, but that's a fucking long drive. It's a fucking long drive. Gotta uh, be honest. Be right back. My life fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos, ruined dreams, wasted land, but most of all, I remember the podcasts, the man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time, a time when the doomsday clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find The Witch versus The Doomsday Clock Podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever. Hey everyone, it's Mark, also known as Fancy. I'd just like to invite you to listen to my show, Fancy and Friends Podcast. It's an audio commentary show where we talk about movies and uh, Scatman Crothers' dick. Danny, have you ever seen a man's penis? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> was Danny, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yo, my bald head isn't the only thing I got that shines. Oh, oh, Mark, that's too much. You, you know, know what? what? They call it God, come on, when I do it, it's too much, but... It's called the shiny because of all the baby oil I'm going to put on your ass. Have you ever heard the term trouser snake, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> Introduce you to my black mamba. <laughs> wow. We've covered a lot of great movies on the show, such as The Shining, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Night of the Living Dead. And we've had a lot of really great guests on, such as Jeffrey X. Martin, Ryan Lewis, Duncan McLeish, Darren Wilson, Court Syop. Pretty much every episode, I get the pleasure of assembling like the A-team of podcasting, and we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies. You can find the show in the iTunes store, on Stitcher Radio, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube by searching Fancy of Friends Podcast. Just remember, folks, movies are always better with friends. Okay, I totally forgot to do that at the beginning of the show, but, <laughs> but we still got some time. We still got time. We did it. And that's the important part. It got done. Fucking got done. So, got done. yeah, man, uh, fucking Romper Stomper. This is a good movie. But also, it's a movie that I feel like only two or three people I know have ever talked about. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably got to do with the, the cultural differences. Like I said, you guys all watched American History X, which is a fucking great movie, by the way. Um, you know, and I, I think it is just that, that culture, well, not cultural. I think it's a distance thing. I mean, Romper Stomper, you know, resounds heavily with, you know, Australians and, and New Zealanders and everything else, because it was, it was a point in time and we all, we all knew what it was like. We all lived through it. 
Um, and see, I know when I watched American History X, uh, I enjoyed it as a movie, but it didn't, I suppose it didn't resonate with me as much because I couldn't quite, um, I suppose, empathize with, with the characters to a certain degree because I didn't, I wasn't immersed in the, in the challenges of it, in like, you know, the, the emotional content of, of what they were up against and what their beliefs were. I mean, you know, I mean, neo-Nazis are fucking neo-Nazis, right? They're, they're crazy, but they come in, they come in a fair few flavors. And I, I would say like, like you said, it's hard. It is, I think, from my perspective, it's also harder to empathize with with people from American History X. Uh, like, of they're, if you're they're not doing comparisons. They're not portrayed as they're not portrayed as, as um, sympathetic characters in any way, and that's part of what you know. When I keep saying about about um, Romper Stomper, you you feel a level of empathy for for these guys, despite the fact that they're fucking animals. It's a weird thing to think about, but I think it's an important thing to think about. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> fucking crazy. All right. I oh. do not support their politics. I do not support their belief systems. The portrayal of them in this movie changes the perception a small amount. They're still fucking crazy. They're still fucking animals. They still need to be eradicated. But I think part of that is that they should also be educated. Back to our thing about education and uh, exposure to new and interesting things from uh, mm. a variety of, of cultures. Yes. But don't be quick to judge, all right? Don't, I'm, I am not a Nazi or a neo-Nazi <laughs> or any type of Nazi. I just happen to be a large man with a shaved head wearing a bomber jacket at Doc Martens. Think about that for a second. Just, just not, think about Nazis that. will always expose themselves. <laughs> Yes. Oh, they will. Yes, they they will. Oh, ruiner, ruiner. <laughs> but yeah, dude, is there anything that we didn't we didn't get to that you want to say before you uh, plug your shows? No, no. Um, other than the fact that I would recommend everyone check out the Romper Stomper series. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard some really good stuff about it. So I think it's just worth having a look at. Just um. Yeah, get a bit of a feel for it. I'm keen to see what they do with it. And uh, you know what? I'd, while I, I know this is in the new new year and you're coming up for your anniversary, I just want to say this is the only show that prompts me to have political thoughts and to really go in depth. So thank you very much, mate. Oh, You've done an you. awesome, awesome job. Thank you so much, man. That's that's a lot of why I uh, <laughs> rant in the bomb shelter. Yeah, well, I said you know me. I don't do politics as a as a normal thing, uh, but the opportunity to to talk like this and really go in depth with some um, some interesting cinema and listening to you talk to to you know people across the globe um, is is fantastic. So absolutely keep it up, and uh, I really really look forward to the next episode and any other other time I get to uh, get to listen. Or beyond even. Fuck yeah, man. Maybe we you... could do a happy movie. Can we do a happy movie next time? I think we should. We should. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa McHenry from VD Clinic. She and I just did a comedy because we had done Gods and Monsters, a documentary about the oh. Central Park Five, which were five young black kids that were put in prison for yes. a crime they didn't commit. And uh, Green Room. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, we just did a comedy. So you and I are definitely going to do a comedy if one comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, please get a hold of me because you are always I, – I always have fun talking to you with or without a microphone. And uh, That is true. 
That is true. So, uh, yeah, no, thank you, mate. I would love to come back on this. We'll do something fun next time. I'm sure we can find some sort of political movie that's that's mostly fun. Hell yeah. Uh, There's a lot the, of political the, comedy. Or, or that we can make fun of, which is probably <laughs> the more important part. So I like, love making fun of random stuff. Now, speaking of me, make fun of random stuff. Um, Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, also a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Comes out mostly weekly, uh, 15 to 20 minutes. It's good for a laugh. The current month has got a cavalcade of uh, of Legion stars, as does February. And, uh, your wonderful host will be joining me during, during February for uh, Fight Month. And, uh, yeah, so get on board. It's something you can do while you're having a smoke or taking a dump or do whatever you want. It's 15 minutes, and uh, it's good for a laugh. Hell, yeah. And um, Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Or oh, Obsessive see, Cinema Discourse, right? Can't go past that. So, yes, that, that's my that's my other semi-serious podcast that I do with Court and Boz. And once a month we come together and we, we take turns of, of uh, selecting a movie and literally going into the, uh, the OCD level of detail and information about that movie. We'll have to talk about it and compare notes. So I think we're coming up for one in the very, very near future, which is Boz's selection, so it'll be interesting. And uh, going from there, and that's, that's where I actually get to talk uh, well, the three of us get to talk about movies and things like continuity and and camera shots and and, and <laughs> awesome things like that, and, and just have a bit of a laugh and have some fun. So get on board with that one. Also on the Legion Podcast Network. Yes. Listen to me sounding like a corporate chill. <laughs> uh, we're we're on the best indie podcast label around. Faux shiz, <laughs> faux shiz. Uh, I actually had our, our fearless leader uh, Bo uh, on early today recording a, an episode for uh for master month so it's going to be great fun um, yeah remember to duck and cover don't make a movie like the guy from hondo not hando uh in the in the new mexican desert yes any other little bits don't never let them get you to the second location mm-hmm. uh, don't trust neo-nazis just don't, don't. trust neo-nazis nazi give them a book. fuck off yeah read a book give a hoot only you can prevent fascist liars until next time. <laughs> See ya. Oh, man, that was great fun. <laughs> that was great fun. This is not about all skinheads. This is about fascist fag bashing skinheads. S is cost you so stupid. K like the KKK. You're an idiot And a Nazi too H is cause we hate you E each and every day A cause you're an asshole D disappear and go away Ba 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 Try to put us down. 
You're trying to call us violent. We're not violent. You would think violent is just the end of the night. Bam, bam, bam. Kick, kick, kick. That was violent. Answers cost me so sorry.